Anything Combat with Johnny K. It's Anything Combat, though. Welcome back, combatants, to the Anything Combat show, where we discuss everything mixed martial arts. I'm your host, Johnny K, and today we're joined with one of the most prestigious fighters that I've ever interviewed. He's a he's a movie star, he's an action star, he's a wushu champion, um, he's a kickboxing champion, I think he's an All-American in wrestling, is that true, Carl? Yes, yes, uh, All-American in high school and All-American in junior college. He's a strike force champion. He's beaten champions like Frank Shamrock and Rich Franklin. Please welcome Khan Lee. How are you, Khan? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on your show. All good, all good. My first question for you is, so you moved from Vietnam to America. I think you were three at the time. What do you remember from your childhood? I didn't. I don't remember much, but when, when we left, it was uh, more of like um, we left – under like gunfire because it was uh, during the Vietnam, the fall of Saigon during the Vietnam War. And um, um, I was, uh, we first stopped in the Philippines and we stayed there for, uh, you know, what, like, um, I, I don't remember how long, but I was in three different refugee, uh, refugee camps, one in Philippines, one in Guam and one in Monterey. So it's about, in total, about a six, uh, six month like timeline with like everything, you know? So you didn't remember any of that because you were young, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't remember much. I just know that my mom told me some stories and, you know, it was just, uh, I'm just, I feel blessed to be, you know, uh, where I am at now. What was it like growing up in America being a Vietnamese person at the time? Uh, you know, it started out, um, you know, being, um, because I didn't speak the, the, the language, so it was very difficult for me. But, uh, you know, as time, um, you know, progressed, uh, you know, it was more like, you know, being bullied a lot. You know, when I was younger, I was, you know, the skinny Asian kid with the bow haircut, you know. So, you know, um, it was like, uh, uh, I just remember being bullied a lot. But, um, you know, it, it, it made me tough to be, you know, to be bullied because, you know, everything that I learned and all that, you know, that fire, you know, I was able to use later on. How did you get into acting? You know, um, acting was just like kind of like a fluke thing, you know, because uh, I was doing very well in the martial arts. And then I I figure, you know, you know, I had a a lot of uh, pretty decent parts offered to me and I just um, didn't take advantage of it. And I I figure, you know, I I do want to be able to, do martial arts and still be able to make um, money from uh, doing martial arts when after I retire from fighting. So I figure, let's uh, you know start um, getting getting your feet wet. You know, getting in there. You know, pretty rare martial art. The last person that was in the UFC to really use it was uh, Zabit Magnamiri Sharipov. If you've heard of him, so can yeah. you just break down wushu for us? Well, um, wushu is divided into two different categories, right? So one is uh, uh, Sanda and the other one is Taolu, which is like the whippings and the form and then like the Tai Chi. And the Sandas, they're kind of like their fighting art, which includes punching, uh, like boxing, kicking low, middle, high, catching kicks, sweeping, and a lot of wrestling. But like when you clinch up, you have two seconds to do a throw or they'll break you. And then uh, like a lot of traditional, like, 
Sanda fighters, they start out fighting off a leotide, which is like a 24 by 24 or 26 by 26. And, and it's, it's about a three foot raise and you can knock the guy off the platform onto a mat. Well, I was very young and I was watching the movie, um, The Best of the Best. I'm not sure if you watched that movie with June Rhee and then um, Eric Roberts. Do you remember that movie? I've never seen that, mate. I was born 2003. Uh, well, um, so uh, I think in, June, in, in there, June Rhee did a, like a, a different uh, type of scissor kick. And I was like, oh, uh, you know, maybe I should, you know, I'm going to practice that. Then I, I, I started doing it to the bag and I'm like, oh, the landing was really bad because you jump in this way and you land on your back. So instead I did a side kick and I spun my body and I'm like, oh, that works better. That doesn't hurt as bad. So I started doing it during sparring and I started getting it. Then I started doing it in competition and I, and I started getting it. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. <laughs> What's your favorite martial art if you had to pick one? Oh, you know, um, I wouldn't pick because I'm open to learn, right? Because if you have to pick one, one is never enough. So I, I guess right now it would be a mixed martial arts, right? So you got to mix it all together. But I think uh, right now I'm stuck on the Kung Lee style. What was your favorite movie to shoot and why? Uh, I, uh, I would have to say... Um, like Dragon Eyes, because uh, my favorite movie that I got to like star in and do the fight choreograph and, you know, be able to learn so many different things about like casting talent to to be stuntmen and, you know, looking at different parts, who would fit, you know, parts. So the director, John Himes, uh, really uh, gave me a chance to, um, you know, like, you know, like, learn so much by being hands-on with almost everything. You're a beast at middleweight. We know this. But I want to ask you about the current middleweight picture in the UFC. How do you feel about it? Who do you like there? And what do you think about the champ, Israel Adesanya? Well, you, you know, um, you know, I, I think that, that that's a very competitive uh, weight division in UFC. And, of course, you got the – the superstar, you know, Izzy. And, um, you know, um, like, like, like for me, I'm so focused on like, like trying to be righteous and, um, and, and be the best I could because I'm serving God Almighty right now. And I gave my life to Jesus Christ. So, you know, like when I see the way, um, the champions, when they act and then, 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 then you see the influence that they have in like, you know, the kids lo looking up to them and, you know, you know, it's, it, 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 I just, I see a, there's a lot of champions and they all have their ways of doing it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I just, um, I like champions that are more like humble and, and, you know, give all glory to God and stuff like that. So, you know, um, it, it, it's funny because a lot of people sent me um, what um, Izzy did to the monster drink, right? He double flipped it off and stuff like that. But Here's here's something. If you look at the big picture, right? When when he before he like like when he flipped it off, it's like he um, he he, he kind of like made the sign of the cross, right? And then Did so I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Did he? Uh, you know, I, I you know what? I gotta look at it again. But it's it's like 
when you're flipping it off, it, it, like you, like what what does the Bible say? Don't don't you know use these certain languages or bad words? And you know, and and and, and in this culture, if you see like the media dictates so much, and the movies dictate so much, and in, in grooming everyone, right? And so an athlete, when they kind of like, you know, do that now, like, you know, I see other kids like doing the dump, like flipping two fingers off and it, it doesn't really, you know, I, I just prefer champions that are more like, like, you know, like God-driven and respectful and the martial arts way, you know? But, uh, you know, I, I think Izzy's the best uh, 185 right now. Um, and uh, he's uh, he's very um, hard to you know to figure out because he's got that you know that reach. He, he can fight against wrestlers. He can fight against pretty much all these different styles. And you know I think um, you know I think uh, there's some great matchups for him. You know uh, you know coming up. What was the hardest fight of your career? Um, <clears throat> I gotta say, probably in, in Shido Khan. Um, it was my second time going um, doing the tournament, and um, like after the first match, uh, I went two rounds, and, and uh, you know I banged up my instep a little bit. Then uh, my next match was the semifinals, and then um, it was like it was really like back to like you know like two hours, and then I'm fighting again. And then um, then my second match, uh, it went to this um, this the sixth round, and then um, you know like uh, we we. I actually got my first submission when there I got a foot lock, you know, and, um, and then, then in the finals, I fought um, with this fighter who was Andy Huggs, a training partner and English teacher, Arnie Silverdale. So he was very, um, very dynamic. He does the wheel kick up high. Then he does the low wheel kick to the, to the quad. He caught me with that. And I was like, Whoa, it, it, it definitely, the first time I got hit perfectly on the spot, I was definitely, I, I felt like, you know, whoa, that made kind of me feel, I felt nauseous a little bit. But, you know, we grinded out and then, um, you know, I was able to catch him with a, a slip hook um, in, in the seventh round and then uh, got, a, got a big KO. But it was like a back and forth match, very technical, you know, a lot of spinning back kicks. I got the scissor kick on him, you know, but they didn't give me any points. So um, I just, uh, just, I even did a, like a Kung Fu sweep on the, on the bottom, I didn't get it, but I tried it, you know, so. So when I saw that, I thought, here's an American with Vietnamese um, roots that's learning a Russian sport. I went, what story is behind that? Who taught you Sambo? Well, so I was really good in Greco-Roman wrestling, like just like the throws. And then um, I went to nationals and, um, you know, I, I got there a couple days early and they still had open registration. So I said, oh, what is this Sambo? And they're like, oh, you wrestle with the gi. I'm like, oh, hey, coach, should I try this out? And then my coach is all, no, you're, you got Greco and you got freestyle. So maybe you should rest. I said, oh, I want to try it out. You know, let's do the gi. And I, I just want to try it out. So I ended up trying it out because they, they, they didn't have the athletes have their own gis, right? So you got to put on other people's gi. And then I, you know, I, I was, you know, I, I ended up winning, um, there, there wasn't that many people in my division, but they were pretty good. But I had two matches, and one I got to wear blue gi, and one I got to wear red gi, and then um, I ended up winning the ensemble division. And then, then 
Then right after that, you know, I went to Greco-Roman and I won the Greco-Roman. This was at the AAU Nationals. Then, um, then, then I got to the freestyle and I was like, oh, coach, I know why you told me not to do Sambo because I'm really sore now. And he's like, well, you're going to wrestle freestyle. You're representing California. Get in there. I was like, oh, but my back, you know, he's like, hey, you're able to walk. I saw you warm up and drill with your buddies. So, you know, you're doing freestyle. I was like, okay. So I did freestyles. I got to the finals and I just remember being down like 2-0 and then um, like at the last minute, I got a high C pickup dump and got like a two point takedown and, uh, and then, uh, like a, one of those gut wrenches and got two points. So I beat them four to two, you know, like last minute, I was like, okay, I'm never going to do three divisions ever again. So yeah, that's kind of like how it went. Dude. Now when we're talking about professional MMA, a good age bracket. Starts around 26, 25, 27, around there. That range is really good. When you started in MMA, you had so much experience. You started around like 33, I believe, 34, around there. So 33. I want to ask you, 33, I want to ask yeah. you, how how was it like uh, starting later in your, um, how can I say, later in your life in MMA? Like, what, did you find difficulty because you were older? Well, you know, um, at that time, 33, I was still, you know, blessed with, uh, you know, good genetics and, and, and I felt great and uh, I didn't have that many injuries except that hamstring surgery that happened in, uh, 2005. So, um, you know, I was already recovered from that and I, I, I rehabbed it really well. And, um, you know, I just said, you know, I might as well give it a run. So, you know, um, I gave it a run, I, I gave it a run. You know, so I, I wish I would have, um, you know, um, you know, just look back at, at some of the, like the, 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 the path that I chosen, you know, but I'm just happy where I'm at now because like when, whenever um, I look back, I realize that's not, that's stopping me from looking forward. So I, I really rarely look back now, but like, you know, a lot of people say, what, if, what could happen if you had started earlier, right? I said, well, you know what? I didn't. And we're not going back in time and, you know, who cares right now? How often do you go back to Vietnam? Do you go there for holiday? Uh, you know, it's been uh, about, it's been since 2019 since I've been back and I actually took my wife at the time, but it's, we haven't been back. It's been, um, it's, uh, it's been uh, COVID. It's been, you know, tribulations. Your knockout over Rich Franklin was one of the craziest things I've actually ever seen. That's one of my favorite knockouts. Would you consider that your best knockout of your career, or is there one that people don't know about that you would say is better? Yeah, you know, um, well, that one because of against the the level of fighter that I was against, uh, you know, Rich Franklin. And, you know, um, like after I won, you know, of course, I just I wanted to stay humble, and I said, you know, um, you know, I got lucky, right? But, you know, we, 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 we knew that he kicked low. And if I would have caught his kick and got the takedown, the next time he's up, he won't, he won't kick again. So, like, he kicked me a couple times. I'm like, oh, he doesn't kick that hard. So after a couple more times, I'm like, okay, it's getting a little tender. But, like, if you see the first punch when I threw, his range was like, like when he hit me with the jab, I'm like, whoa, that was, like, from far away. Then, then I threw the first hook and I completely missed. It was like... Air ball. Then when I hit him the second time, I 
glanced his arm. Then the third time I glanced his shoulder. Then the fourth time is when I caught, connected. So it, it, I just let him kick away at my leg, and I was just looking for that 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 big um, punch that you know to like a counter punch, right? So I was going to counter punch, and then figure I follow up if if he if he if I caught him and he staggers, I would follow up with the kick because at that time. You know, my instep was uh, still messed up from the Patrick uh, Patrick Cote fight. What was uh, it like winning the middleweight strap with Strikeforce? What an absolute iconic promotion! So, when you won that belt, what was the feeling like? Well, first of all, uh, when I won that um, that belt, um, I just remember I just uh, looked up because before I even started the fight, you know, I. You know, I said, Father, be with me. You know, God, you know, I, I made the sign of the cross. I, 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 I pointed up to the, to the sky and just let him know, I need you now. And then um, next thing I know, when I, when I won it, I just, I just had a moment with him. And then, then everyone came in and, you know, started saying, oh, you, you, your lip is messed up. It's like, I'm like, oh, it's okay. And he's, but you broke his arm. I'm like, I hope he's okay. You know, and then I remember... Scott Coker came over and says, "Hey, you broke his arm." He's like, "Oh, you're bleeding." And I was like, "Oh, it's just a flesh wound." And so I, I just, it was, uh, you know, it was, it was uh, an awesome, powerful experience, you know, that I, I, I was blessed to experience. Did you originally get involved in MMA? You said that there was some bullying involved. Did your mother get you in MMA because of that, or did you find MMA elsewhere? No, um, uh, my mom got me to martial arts, but. Um, I didn't start doing mixed martial arts till like, like after my Sanda career, you know. And it was Javier Mendez and Scott Coker talked me into it. They needed a co-main event, and then um, they said, "Hey, you've done everything you could do in Sanda, so why don't you um, give MMA a, a try?" And I said, oh. "And then uh, you know, I said, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try." I was only you know 32 at the time. I said, "Let's." Let's figure it out. Then soon after that, I turned 33 and, you know, I uh, started my MMA career. What was the, do you think that Frank Shamrock is your best win of your record or would you consider another win better? I would have to say the Frank Shamrock fight was probably my best win because of how the fight, um, you know, turned out, you know, very competitive, you know, he was right, you know, he loves to, you know, talk smack during the during the fight so it was uh it was definitely uh it was fun finally who is your favorite fighter right now my favorite fighter right um, now yeah i'd probably say uh, my son anthony lee that's all we have time for ladies and gentlemen thank you very much khan for coming on the podcast is there any final remarks or messages you want to tell the fans at home before we wrap up the podcast just want to say uh, thank you for listening in and uh follow currently on instagram link in the description and subscribe to anything combat on youtube thanks guys bye-bye